groomer. So you want to lift up your voice and just exalt him. Thank him for your spouse, how far he has brought you, the many years that he has brought you through. Even if you just got married last month, it is by the grace of God that you have come this far. You want to thank God for how far he has brought you. You want to thank God for the life of your spouse, the life of your children. You want to thank God for the many blessings he has bestowed upon you since you got married. My boy, say, Candidiosa, her father, we lift up your name on high for your goodness and for your mercies. We thank you, oh God, that in the midst of the journey, you have been with each and every one of us through the valleys, through the mountains the, your mercies has been has been showed highly upon us and want to magnify your name for it want to exalt your holy name for it mabo sakantaya mabo shekantari abasaha me pantari amarama sokontari amaraba shekaya ba me papaya amarama sontiri amabo sahanderi abam you want to pray and commit today's service into your hands. You want to pray to God that as his word is coming, it will minister to your heart that something will change about your marriage because you have been in his presence today. You are telling God that you are not living here the same. You are coming to touch the hem of his garment this evening. You want to pray that for touch me, impact me today, that will be, it will be of great influence in my marriage in the name of Jesus. My boss say, can't in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for this opportunity you've given us. We submit ourselves to your word this evening. That it will minister to our hearts. That it shall be of a great blessing to our marriages. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'd like to call upon Pastor. Come and take over. Amen. Hallelujah. Do it better unto Jesus. Hallelujah. Savannah, speak the puppet from there. Please take your seat. Do we all know each other? Look around. If you don't know somebody's name, ask. Uh-huh. Find out too, because I can call you at random. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, thank you so much for the privilege to come and share a little wisdom from the word of God. Amen. It's good to see you all. So these are the married women we have in the church. Or well, some are missing in action. Uh, Francis's wife. Who again? The, the December squad. Okay, Fusina is here, Gloria is here, Georgina is here, the leader. Where's Anita? Okay. Okay, so this afternoon, let's close our eyes, lift up your right hand. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you for today's word that is coming to us, I pray. That Lord, it shall be a nourishment to our 
marriages. You bless us through your word. Let us all learn something today, especially that will affect our marriage positively. Any marriage that is sinking, any marriage that is collapsing, Lord, at the preaching of your word, at the preaching of wisdom, let it be saved. In Jesus' name, amen. My ring, my cross, and my crown. How many of us know a friend whose marriage used to work, but now isn't working? You have a friend. He used to be well married, but the marriage seems not to be working. Let me see. Okay, you have a friend who is married, but is going through a lot of challenges that when you compare to yours, your own is far better. Let me see your hand. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Tell somebody my ring, my cross, my crown. Look at your ring. See my ring, my cross, my crown. Many women are dying in their marriages in silence. Mostly due to ignorance, number one, and secondly, wrong application of actions. Women have a very, very good heart. Women want the best for every season. So, in their quest of Okay, let me become a woman today. Is that okay? So in our quest to get things done right, we normally go off boundary. And that which we had intended to do gets messy. Hallelujah. There is no marriage that is free from issues and problems. If your marriage is without issues, let me see your hand. If your marriage is without problems, let me see your hand. So, to start with, I want us to understand that you can't get a clean marriage, a trouble-free marriage, a 100% peaceful, I mean trouble-free, no obstacle, you won't get some. I'm sure your marriage counselor told you. If he didn't, I'm telling you. God knows we shall have problems. And he did not leave us to just go through the problems anyhow. But he gave us the manual of life, which is the Bible, for us to go back and refer to it in order to rectify every problem we see. A wife is a woman who has agreed to stay together with a man for the rest of her life. A wife is a woman who accepted a proposal from a man she has known for a while and has considered him to be worthy to be her head.
I am not here to um, help you choose a husband. That's why I say it's for only married women. So whether you made a mistake, you didn't make a mistake. You are married to a man. Okay. A wife is a woman who had who had favor. The best definition of a wife. Who had favor before a man for the man to take her in as his wife. Because let's get real. There, there were many other women who came crossing the path of your husband. But out of them, he decided to choose you to be his better half. If there was an English like that. Out of them, he found it a precious jewel to have you by his side or by his side for the rest of his life. He wants to wake up every day and see you in his house. It is you he wants to relate with. Out of the billions of women, it is you that he wants. Have you considered that as a wife? It means that you are not an enemy to your husband. You are not a competitor with your husband. Your husband chose you because he felt and he got to understand that he needed you in his life. You are needed in the life of your husband. Your husband will either go down or go up depending on your input. A great man is a great man because he had a good wife. What type of wives are we to our husbands? You are a wife by favor and not by right. Get this and get it. Am I, am I making sense this afternoon? You are, you are a wife by favor. Your husband could have decided, or our husbands could have decided to marry another woman. And that it was a thin line. Very, very thin. In fact, where you got to, other women too got to in his life. But he chose you. He said, no, I want Bridget to be my wife. Case closed. I want Gloria. I want Fusena. I want Fafa. I want Angie. That's it. Case closed. It's not your, it, 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 it wasn't your right to marry him. The fact that he dated you three years, four years, doesn't mean that he, he's under compulsion. To marry you. Don't you know friends who dated for five years and they didn't marry? So you married by favor. That is why the Bible said, if a man finds a wife, he finds favor. So what he sows is what he reaps. He had favor. Favor was 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 geared towards you. So he had no choice than to choose you. 
let it be in your let let this be your mentality anytime you see your husband it will change the way you relate with him Amos chapter 3 verse 3 the book of Amos okay let me quote it can two work together except they be agreed can two work together except they be agreed? It means that you can't work with your husband when you don't work in agreement. One thing you must always fight against is the spirit of disagreement in your marriage. I hear some women, eh, I disagree. I don't agree. I want it this way. No, we have to do it this way. No, we must do this. No. Hmm. You are speaking different languages. You can't build a tower. Agreement began the relationship. Yes or no? When he saw you and said, ah, I love you. I want to date you. I want you to be my girlfriend. I want you to be my beloved. I want you to be my lover. I want you to be the mother of my children. That is the archaic one. The mother of my children. If you didn't agree, the relationship wouldn't have started. But you agreed. And that was why you began dating. It means that agreement is the only platform that keeps the two of you together. As soon as you get married, a lot of things must change about you. Marriage will change you whether you like. If you don't allow marriage to change you, you may never be happy in your marriage. I'm coming. I don't want to jump the gun. Marriage will change a lot of things about you and you must allow yourself into this new life of marriage. It will cost you certain former relationships and certain former ways of doing things because now you are not on your own. You are together with another person to champion a new course for both of you. Your destiny. You can't be in the university and be playing around with textbooks from JSS. There are some women in, in their marriages, they are in they are in they are in the university, but they are reading JSS textbooks. No, when you marry, your mindset must change. The way you do things must change. Immediately you get married. Whether you have a child, whether you don't have a child, you have become a mother. You have become an auntie. You have entered into a responsible position in life and in society. Am I in church? Many people fail to realize that marriage life Alters their life forever. 
or test your life. Have you realized that? Hello, have you realized that? It will alter your life. There are things you wish you could do, but you can't do. There is a way you wish you want to look like in terms of appearance, in terms of dressing, in terms of place you want to go, but you can't go. There are companies you used to have before you got married that you wish you kept. But some way, somehow, you can't keep them. You can't hold the two together and have a, a happy marriage. The former life must be altered to allow the new life to be birthed. The shell of the egg must break for the chicken to come up. Can I hear a big amen? I cannot use this meeting to address even 10% or 20% of issues that emerge in marriages. But I'll try my best. And maybe we'll meet another time and we keep going. My ring, my cross, my crown. Wearing the ring brings a lot of joy. On that day, you see them twist their hands like that. It's so nice. Okay, it's so nice. When you look at them, I mean, it's like, oof. If, if you are not married, they're like, ah, this girl's lucky. She's lucky. <laughs> but when you are married and you are sitting there, you see them doing it, you'll be laughing in your head. Oh, man. <laughs> the day will be over and the night will come. And the night will be over and the day will come. We are happy with you. But that is the first stage. It's so nice. It's, it's so respectful. Marriage brings a lot of respect. A lot of honor. Mrs. All of a sudden, you used to be called uh, Juliet. Agbogbo. Now, when you go to work, when they are writing a letter, they say, Mrs. Juliet Asare. And sometimes when they don't call you the missus, as if they've disrespected you, the ring brings a lot of joy. A lot of like a dream come true. But the ring doesn't have an end. It means that it draws a boundary around your life. And that is the cross. You will now be limited within a certain zone. And that limitation, have you realized that people get agitated when they are limited? No, we are in a very, the place is quite warm and all that. And some of you wish you were sitting outside receiving fresh air or you are in an air condition. But you, if you don't stay here, you can't hear what I'm saying. So the marriage puts you in a restricted zone. That's why it's a ring. But we don't believe it's a shackle of bondage. It's not a bondage, but it places restrictions, a yoke, a cross you must carry. When you were alone, you could decide to change your hair anytime. When you are alone, you could decide to wear any dress at any time and you can decide to enter into any boutique and buy anything you want. 
But when you marry and the children are coming, you may have to change the style of your kaba. You have to change it the same kaba, take it to the same stress. They should loosen it and make it some way because your child, your child's school fees, your child, you must do something for the home. It changes your perspective. Those days, you used to, you, you are working at, um, um, at work, you are at work. And there's this customer who brings shoes, who brings dresses. And the girls, girls, you gather and you start selecting. And you get married. You see that they are selecting and you are standing there for, hey, Charlie, this is nice. This is nice. Oh, what? Oh, Fafa, what you take? Oh, I have, I have quite enough shoes. I don't even wear. Eh? It's not true. <laughs> Marriage life will alter your life. Then when you are able to contain the life within the cross, you progress to the crown. I mean, to see married people live 50 years together. Wow! I mean, that anniversary, you have to do it for the whole world to hear. If you have BBC, put it on there. I mean, 50 years staying with one person. Ooh. Started. How 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 will it be like to be nice? We are all working, holding your two hands, working. Your husband is going to fall because normally the men become weak. You are holding his waist. You go and sit by the seaside. You start remembering the time you were chasing me. Do you remember what my daddy used to do to you? Fifty years. It's not an easy thing to get there. There are sacrifices, there are conditions that qualifies a couple to enter into that realm. And that realm, that is where marriage is. When you have emptied your nest, I mean you marry, you, you reproduce, you empty your nest and it's left with the two of you at home. That is where you begin to enjoy your marriage. Hallelujah. Because of time, time is not on our side. I will skip some things and go on to four things to do to become the queen of his life. How many of us want to be the queen of his life? I mean, you are, you are, your throne is in his heart. By the grace of God, because of where I stand, I hear a lot of marital issues. And most times, it, it, it is the carelessness of the wives. I put it in that way because the wives hold the family. That's why God gave you a womb. God gave you a big heart. When you go off, the thing will go off. When a man goes off and a woman is stable, the thing can reorganize. But when a woman goes off, hey! Council of elders cannot solve it. It means that she has gone beyond her elastic limit. At it. 
So every, the stability of the marriage is in your mouth and in your heart. I, I, I had the opportunity of talking to a lady. The husband has carried her things and thrown her out. This is a crazy. It saddens me when it is Christians who suffer these things. That means that the character of Christ has not really eaten into us. I mean like nine, very beautiful, pretty lady. The husband called her charismatic witch. Bumpire. But there was a problem. So the time the husband threw her out, she, she started chatting with me on WhatsApp. He said, Apostle, you see, my husband has thrown my things out. And I said, what did you do again? He said, eh, I got some messages. I went through his phone. And I saw that he was having an affair with this particular lady. And the lady seems pregnant. And I said, ah, when did you become a doctor? When did you start working in the hospital? Send me the results. So, she forwarded the results to me. Lo and behold, bitter ACG. Below 0.0005. Results. Non-significant. Negative. Blood group. O, RHD, positive. So when she saw the positive, she assumed that the girl was pregnant. I was like, my dear, nobody is pregnant. <laughs> Relax. Nobody is pregnant. Relax. Relax. Nobody is pregnant. He said, Pastor, are you sure? No, 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 Pastor. My friend told me. I said, which friend is that? Is she married? He said, no, he's my very close. I said, ah, she wants you to, to be like her. So, like this one, you are using to file for divorce. You would have been disgraced in court. Negative. Then she went ahead and said, then when I woke up in the morning, the Holy Ghost inspired into my heart. And I called my husband. I woke him up from sleep. I said, hey, one of the biggest, biggest mistakes you should do. When your husband is sleeping, allow him to sleep. When he wakes up, you can talk about what you want to talk. When he woke up too, you didn't have anything better to say than to tell him that I have realized that you are hopping from one woman to another woman. And protect yourself. Use condoms so that you don't bring this. I said, you, you, you have just muddied the waters. After saying that you should be packing out, Say when he, she said that, the man packed her out. The man is not right, but she blew off the case. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm not preaching some theological, I'm being very, 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 very realistic and practical. You can, you, you can let go your marriage. You can lose your marriage just with a sentence. With the sense, every man has an ego, whether he's born again, he's not born again. Most of you, if I ask you, How are your husband? You say, Sometimes he can be too stubborn. Yes or no? Who doesn't have such a husband? Me, I'm number one. Not sometimes, I'm very stubborn. Most men, 
Whose husband is not like that? Whose husband is like that? Let me see. Yeah. It's like a Every day when I'm saying things, you go, listen. The very thing you are telling him not to do, that's the very thing he will go and do. And most of times, most of times, it goes in all of you, your favor. There is something in men that is not in women. And there is something in women that is not in men. Give the Lord a mighty clap. Of Number one. Be the wife that submits to her husband. Be the wife that submits to her husband. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22. Ephesians 5 22. Silvanus, are you okay there? Ephesians 5.22 Husbands No Wives Submit yourselves Unto your own Underline own husbands As unto the Lord Submit yourselves Unto your own Husbands Wow, that's a powerful verse. The phrase submit yourselves is interpreted in these forms. Number one. Number one. To be subordinate is pure Greek translation. What the writer really meant is what I'm giving to you. If you say submit yourself, submit yourself, maybe you don't understand whether it's you went to or something, something. No. But I want to give you the real Greek t- translation. Number one is to be, to, to subordinate, to be a subordinate, a sub of, of the ordinate. And when you talk about ordinate, it's an authority. So. <laughs> Smiling, somebody's smiling. Is he's saying that be a sap? And what is a sap? A sap. Mathematics. Sap. Sap of the ordinate. So that means that you are the step next to the authority. Are you okay? So if he's the head, you are the neck. Hello. If he's the head, you are what? The neck. Number two, to, to submit yourself is to obey. So you see, when you go to the village, they say, Mira, my master. Mira. Mira. That's where daddy came in. See wives calling their husbands daddy, dada. <laughs> a young man, a young man like me, then my wife would call me and go to that daddy, daddy, daddy. Number three, 
to be under obedience. You see, if a wife wears the wings of pride and the wings of self-sufficiency, the marriage cannot work. Self-sufficiency. Pride. I know my right. I know what I can do. I know who I am. I know what is right. It will not work. We must obey and we must be under obedience. I'm not the one saying it. Ephesians 5, 22. Another interpretation is to be under authority. To be under authority. That means that your husband is an authority over you. This is the God pattern of marriage. Unless you have another version. But me, uh, uh, this, this, this is my version. You are under authority. Number five, to be subject to. Wow. To be subject to. It means that you cannot overrule the judgment of your husband. According to Paul by revelation. You cannot counter to establish what your husband has decided together with you. It is not to our benefit to be rebellious and to be sometimes Christian wives can be over spiritual. And look, Paul even said that if you are married to an unbelieving husband, he is still an authority over you. That is how powerful that office is. So an unbelieving husband who doesn't come to church, who doesn't pay his tithe, but you are married to him, has an authority over you, irrespective of your big tongues. Maybe in our days, people really don't understand what is marriage. But when you track back, that is why they do the traditional marriage. For you to understand the whole thing about marriage. I mean, it's like, they have taken you away from your house. And your father handed you over to the man. Because the man has decided or has shown himself to you. You have come to tell your father that. The man has shown himself to you to be able to walk in the shoes of your father, to be able to walk in the shoes as a brother, to be able to walk in the shoes as a companion. Into your husband, your father, you think your father is a wicked man to hold your hands and give you to a man. He doesn't know the man. You knew the man and you brought him. So he holds your hand, holds your hand, say, take a man, go and marry The last interpretation to that is to be in subjection to to an authority. Marriage is like the relationship between Christ and the church. The church is the bride of Christ. And the church runs with the principles of Christ. The church is in subjection to the will of Christ. 
Why do you think your husband should rather be in subjection to your will? It's not the kind of marriage God intends in the Bible. Your will is not superior to the will of your husband. Am I, am I in church? Am I making sense? It's a hard one. I'm just giving you pure Bible pattern for marriage. And that is what will save your marriage from crossing, from hitting the rocks. Check all those whose marriages are crossing. I told you, number one, if the man goes off and the woman doesn't go off and holds on. I remember those days, my father, my father used to love women. Just women, rough, left, right, center. At home, the whole area, they knew. He was a handsome guy. Paramount chief. Very gentle. Very lovable. All the area. Married though, but sleeping all over. At work, all the women. Oh, Nana is good. On the this. At the point, my mother had to resign from Danavko, which is now Danes. Because of his behavior. But she didn't misbehave herself. She held on. She held on. She held on. So whatever happened, happened. If she held on to the point where she was tired. You know, but it took some dimension, so. But I learned from it because when the woman doesn't give up, the system will still hold. Most marriages that don't work have an insubordinate wife in the middle most times. Hello. Oh, Pastor, won't you talk some for us? And you have come, instead of pampering us, you are telling, I'm telling you the truth. Is the gospel and the episcopal truth that I'm telling you. At least I hear stories. I'm involved in trying to solve issues. And look, most times, most times, most times, a woman who often challenges her husband and portrays herself wiser than the husband is not likely to have the marriage stand. And most times, if you are like that and your husband is still with you, he has a child somewhere. One day when he dies, you will see it in his obituary. <laughs> and you will be crying, oh, oh, nana, oh, you deceived me. You didn't tell me that. But that's the DNA. Because the house was on fire. And he had some daughter somewhere, some lady somewhere, who would console him. Education and career must not make us feel as though we are equal to our husbands. We are not equal to our husbands. They are our authority. If we are equal to our husbands, then we should have gone to their houses to marry them. Hello? But who came to whose house? Gloria, did you go to your husband's house? He came to your house. Mary, did you go to your husband's house? He came to your house. Is that right? Did you go to your husband's house to go and marry him? He was there. No, you can't. I go. Yeah, Baba, worry. 
Angie, did you go to your husband's house? He came to your house. If we are equal with them, we should have been able to also go to their house to go and marry them. He is the ordinate and you are the subordinate. You can't have him if you can't submit to his leadership. If one is going like this and one is going like this, they will never meet. We must agree. How can two walk together except they walk in agreement? When you are marrying, one of the things the reverend said in your meeting was that give the devil no place. Absolutely give him no place. When you say you love a man, what do you mean? What are you trying to say? The language of a man is when you tell him that you love him, you are trying to tell him that you respect him. When a man tells a woman that he loves him, that means he cares for you. That's your language. But to a man, love means respect. Finish. If you miss it, I'm telling you, you'll be in the house, but you are insignificant. A wife must be vulnerable to her husband. Wow, Pastor. I'm getting deeper. A, man, a, a wife must be vulnerable. I mean, he, you, must, you must be vulnerable to him. He must be in the position of knowing that he is the one that must provide your security. That is why when you are coming during your wedding, your father brings you. When you are going... Your husband takes that position and takes you out. He has replaced your father to protect you. No man will love to marry a woman who is not vulnerable. It is nice. I mean, it is nice to a man. If you want to see the kin, kinship in your husband, be vulnerable to him. Let him know that he covers you. Let him know that you need him. Some of you, your husbands will travel three days for this. You just chat normal. Okay. Uh, okay, when are you coming? <laughs> Nothing like, oh daddy, we have missed you. Just when you left, we, we just missed. Nothing, no. <laughs> you are, I am that I am. <laughs> you must feel vulnerable. You must feel very vulnerable. <laughs> I'm saying things. By the time to is. Never fight your husband. Never. Never fight him. He may be wrong. He might have misbehaved himself. Never fight him. He will respect you forever. When somebody falls and you don't say anything, but you behave normal and you go to their aid. You endure it for a long time. Look, when he comes back to his normal sense, he will respect you forever. But at the point of his vulnerability, if you hit him hard, you know that you have judged him. And he will also judge you when you become vulnerable. It's give and take. 
garbage in, garbage out. You sow love, you reap love forever. But when he's vulnerable and you hit him, hey, what kind of man is that? You don't give us shop money. You don't do this. You don't do that. I'm the only person doing this. Hey, well, you married me and you have turned my life around. What did I regret? Oh! When he goes to work and he sees this national service personnel who will be buying food for him, buying food for him, by cleaning, washing their plates, and draw. Uh, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to spin test. Okay, uh, because of her, obey you see anyone. Now dropping all pass. Then you wave him in style. You know the one you did on the other. Oh, thank you very much, sa And when he comes home, this is a woman who has made the face. Benpeshi, Marijata, Amaga. The next day, he goes to meet this national service person. It's going on. It's going on. Which one will be a point of attraction? Hmm. What is not agreed on can part the two of you asunder. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not here to tell you that you married the wrong person. That one there, you have passed that stage. Wherever you are now, your head is inside. <laughs> you have to listen to this and do it. When I'm going to meet the singles, I'll go the type of man you should marry. Because you have to submit to him. Whether he is a raster man, a weed smoker, a, you married him. And that is your boss. So that one there, it is too late for me to go there now. Amen. Learn to agree quickly. Let's go to the second one because of time. You must be a wife that keeps your home very, very neat. If you want him to see you as his queen, you must be a wife that keeps your home very, very, very neat. Proverbs 31 27. I wish I could spend a lot of time on the submission, but your time is small. Now, this I say, I won't preach for long again. I've become the Tamezon Tabel. Proverbs 31 27. She looked well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. That means that this woman. This precious woman the Bible is talking about was a very, very hard-working woman and she kept her home well, ordered, clean, neat. If I come to your house right now and I enter three places, your kitchen, your toilet, your bedroom, what type of picture will I Right now, you are sitting here then I drive to your home. I go. Mr. Nkansa, open your toilet and your bath. Open your, bad, your, your bedroom and open your kitchen. What type of woman are you? Will your husband be proud to receive a friend now in the hall? See, these are things that we take. You, um, we are, that's why I've not even talked about prayer. Prayer, they say, in Bible, more carries in the Marian Bible, sir. In Bible, they marry me. 40 days, I mean, flaming not. Still, your authors are flaming. So, oh dear, young co-host is here. In Bible, they are mobile. 
but you must be very clean. I mean, how many of you when in the night you are going to meet your husband, he hasn't bathed and that sweat scent is on him. Which one do you like? The one he has bathed and the one he hasn't bathed. You are married though. That's why I say married woman. You better start adjusting to it. Which one do you like? The one they have bathed. That one, you are not conscious of the scent. Your mind is on the action. But when the scent is there, is that you are enduring the action for it to be over. Neatness. You need to be neat. Your kitchen, your hall, your bedroom, your toilet, compound, Sometimes children can you will pack, do unpack, but you must keep unpacking because you don't know. And you see, sometimes it's so funny that when a visitor is coming, we prepare especially for them. But is your husband not special to you? If he sees neatness every time, is it not? What do you think would be good? The same impression the visitor will come and pick and go. That's the same impression your husband will have about you. Any time, any day. Amen. Be neat. The hall must be neat. The bedroom must be neat. You must be well kept as a wife. You must be well kept. When you were dating, you were looking... I mean... The, if, you are, if you are going to meet him, you look so nice. You kept yourself. You put on the best perfume that when he hugs you and is going or he will feel your presence around. Now, you have gotten when you are an auntie. No. You must be well kept. Your hair must be neat. It must not smell. It must be neat. You must wear neat clothing. Your undies, everything neat. If you want him to be your king and you want to be a queen in his heart, you just must be neat. Hello, you are all married. Oh, who is not married yet? Disappear. You uh, must be very neat. Your kitchen must be neat. It must not be smelling. A good woman is a woman who doesn't leave used plates in the kitchen overnight. Yeah. When we're growing, we're trained up. When you finish eating, you wash your plate. In our generation, it's, it's different. You pack the thing, pack the thing. Sometimes three days. <laughs> Four days, five days, seven days. Like school. Pack the thing, then it will germinate or it will generate an ecosystem. Green, blue worms and things, house flies. They have been born and they died. <laughs> it is a good thing to have a wife who is clean. To have a, a house help is good. It's very good. It reduces pressure in the house and all that. But don't allow your house help to serve your, your husband. Don't leave personal things for your house help. Your husband's boxer shows to your house help worship. 
or pant. No. You should be able to wash it. Singlet, you should be able to wash it. Hello? Hello? Don't go and sleep and leave your house up to be serving your husband. It's dangerous. Let the queen serve the king herself. Tell somebody, let the queen serve the king herself. Oh, you are not saying, you are saying, let the king, no. <laughs> and the fire is there, don't worry. <laughs> let the queen serve the king because anyone that serves your husband continuously may take his heart. The way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Be very, very careful how you leave your husband to be served or to be treated. You don't care. and You should cook well for your husband to eat. If you don't know how to cook, learn it. Go on internet. Go and learn it. Befriend a friend who can cook well. Now, okay. But you are spying. Because you need how to learn how to cook and give to your husband. Because if food is a covenant sealant, when you are cooking, you be, you, some of you know the taste of your mother's food. Hello? If your mother cooks rice and stew, you know. If you are, if you, if you are eating food and it tastes like your mother's granola soup, you know. But the granola soup, the formula is almost the same. But when your mother cooks it, you know, when my mother cooks gravy or jollof, I know. I know. And or the same. If you give me jollof, that stew, I mean, my jollof, the water you use will be like stew. The thickness of the stew, I mean, the rice must absorb stew, not water. <laughs> Else I may not eat. Soak it. I mean, when I take it, and still, you have to add stew to it when you are serving. That's the only way I can eat. Amen. Amen. Am I blessing you? Give the Lord a mighty clap of friend. Let me do the last one. I reserve the fourth one and the others for any other meeting if you invite me. Amen. The third one is that give him an exciting sex life in your home. The sex life in your home must be exciting. Not the referral cobble one. First <laughs> uh, Corinthians chapter seven, verse one to five. First Corinthians chapter seven, verse one to five. See, don't go like, eh, he wanted to be married. I'm his wife. I've given him children, if you have children. I've given him children. What else does he want? I've, 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 I've done what? I've cornered him for life. You are lying. See what Paul was saying. He that he was not even married. He was talking from Revelation. Now concerning the things whereof ye wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. It means that it's good for a man not to have sex with a woman. 
Nevertheless, to avoid fornication. So why do you marry and you don't have an exciting sex life? Then it's better you didn't marry. You must like sex as a wife. Gloria. Gloria is smiling. Where's your class captain? These girls, they had some class captain. When I, was, when I got to that part of the counseling, she, she, she would just get excited. <laughs> as a wife, you must, you must like sex. You can't say, me, I don't like sex. That, you shouldn't have married. When I have sex, my head aches me. It's something you should like. And you should never use it as a punishment to your husband. You you have a bone to pick with him. So you you, you go and bath quickly and go and sleep. (laughs) No, I say jeans. But the scissors, Baba. No, what that no, 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 no. Listen to what Paul said. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence. And likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife has not power of her own body, but the husband. Likewise also the husband has not power of his own body, but the wife. Verse 5. Let's read it together. One, two, go. Okay, let me read it with the preacher's voice. Defraud ye not one the other, except it be with consent for a time. And that time must be very short. If you leave a man for six months, hey, if he has not had sex before, okay, it's very possible for him to go without that. But six months, only a few men can stand it. Paul said it should be for a short period. Normally during fasting and prayer. But I mean, when I'm having fasting, I still have sex. When I'm breaking, I have to break well. If you're not married, that's why I say purely marriage couples. Because when I'm fasting, I become very, very sensitive. So in order not to carry sexual tension in me and be tempted, uh, my wife is there. What kind of self-control again am I doing? <laughs> when I was not married, I was doing holiko. I wasn't hugging anybody. I wouldn't say, now I have a license. Defraud not 
each other. That for a moment, that ye may give thyself to fasting and prayer and come together again. Another version says, come together quickly. So that the devil does not tempt you. I don't believe in distant marriage. No. I didn't pray for that. No, 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 no. Hey. When I'm going, when I'm in the house with my wife and I'm going out, it's okay. I can go and do my rounds and come. But when she wants to go out and go and even do her hair, I feel like wishing that she will not even go. I want her by my side. <laughs> it's like just going to do the hair is like some one year be. to China. Three years. Six years. Oh, your course. Oh, your course, man. Oh, but now I'm my course, Navy. My course, my home. Eh, channel. But my mom, five years old. Oh, call ya na minya by you. Brought you a son. So, you come with a certificate. I also give you a son. We go on. After respect, what makes a man feel proud, good? It's a powerful sex. You must be a romantic wife and give it all to your husband. Because what you not do for him, others are waiting to do for him. The place is quiet. As for those who, who come for counseling, they hear deep, deep, deep things. So, uh, Georgina, I, I hope you are up to tax. Uh, wives have lost their husbands, but they don't know. Your husband is in somebody's heart. Your husband is somebody's sweetheart. You are sitting at home calling him sweetheart, but he's really a sweetheart to somebody. Because you are the, in the hierarchy of the needs of a man. The first one, most psychologists have predicted and have done studies into it by, I mean, interviewing 10,000 of men. The first one is respect. The second in all books is sex. That's the hard truth. It means that you have to keep your palace very neat. There is a place he will frequent always. I'm telling you. First is respect. So just imagine you are denying your husband a good sex. You are driving him away. You are putting tension on the marriage bond. And for him not to be disgraced. And for him to still honor your father for coming for you and keeping the children at home, he will just decide to see a back door always. And come home, he's satisfied. Whether you don't care or you care, he's satisfied. A married man cannot live without sex. Write it down. If even they are sick, they want to have sex. 
Who <laughs> nimso yare pa? Oko ye mistake now jeja wa. If you don't give it to him, there are thousand and one ladies out there who will give it to him. When a man is sexually satisfied, he sees women as trees. When he leaves home satisfied, he will see women as trees. Don't think that a spiritual man cannot be tempted. Abraham was. David was. David saw the contours of the woman and he fell. Let your husband see you. Stop doing doom so in the house. Let him see you. Oh, Baba, you're asking no one will do Kenya. Hey. Who do my head? Hey, so hmm. He has to admire you. From your head to your toe. He has to see you. So that Okotan no obisre krana. We see somebody's breast. He has seen. He sees somebody with bees on the waist. Most men love it. But every day, why you do kanya? Mama doom kanya. Actually, no. Now what could do like? Who do my day? It is said that most married men who watch pornography have wives who are not sexually active. You must be sexually active. Because if you don't enjoy now, there is a year, some age you enter that your body physiological system will not be natural. Now, no, when your husband touch you, one, two, three, you enter into the mood. You enter some age, two hours or you have not entered mood. Because your hormones will be down, your skin will be scaly, your I mean everything will be dry and all that. This is the time. I send some people the benefit of sex. Fafa, can you read it for us? Read it, read it. I send it, I sent it to you. I don't have my phone yet. Woman no mic, Abuchi. Woman no mic. No on bon mic. Powerful. Your husbands must come and give me offering. Hello. Yeah. Reasons to make love every day. Mm-hmm. Look younger. Boost your fertility. Mm-hmm. Fight cold and flu. Mm-hmm. Diseases prove your body. Mm-hmm. Lengthens your life. Mm-hmm. Burn lots of calories. Mm-hmm. No more period cramps. Mm-hmm. Less risk of inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Prevent a heart attack. Become more attractive. Mm. Get rid of stress. 
eliminate pain, mm-hmm. less chance of cancer, mm-hmm. extend your life, mm-hmm. no more sleep problems. Mm. So when the children stress you up, don't go and sleep stressed. Distress yourself. Don't draw a timetable for sex. Please. Some of you have timetable. It's mechanical. Say Wednesday, I'm in Hey! Timetable. What is timetable? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday evening. No, no. I don't I don't know that. I hope you don't draw a timetable, please. Every other day. What is that? <laughs> so it's like no 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 no. It should flow. It's, sex is a communication. Okay, it's a communication. So it should flow. When you feel for it, you go for it. But sometimes, because men are tuned into sex, most times women are like electric stove, a chair and sandamupiki. But men gas. Then it's okay, then he's sleeping. And my wife will say, Won't you cuddle me? By the time she said, Won't you cuddle me, madam? Please have an exciting sex life. Have time you go out, go and sleep in a hotel. Just one night and come home. Special atmosphere. Give, I mean, give your husband a treat. Shock him. Say, today I'm in charge. Me na me to your hotel, me to the two boys. Daho. Me a minim dia me babe yo. Hello. Men, you get way and you feel. If you now rent a ham na me to you put fire in your marriage make it sweet it's possible amen don't be too spiritual sex is not only for pregnancy I mean you are having sex just to have it's one of the benefits if you really want to get pregnant you must increase your sexual activity morning, evening, morning, afternoon, evening morning yeah. Early morning, the concentration of sperms is very high. So, morning, evening, morning, evening, morning, back to back. Afternoon, you send the children to grandma. Sit down. When you hear your husband say, Oh, let's take the children to grandma. Let's. Our plans. <laughs> Our plans. Do not defraud each other. When I say exciting sexual life, I mean an exciting one. Be innovative. You see, that is it. I told you two. Respect and sex. Before you come to the other ones, those ones there, if you kill him with these two, 
the others, you see your husband going to the kitchen to help you to wash, and you go and yeah, you've killed him. But no, no, no. But if you go at Tamils, they be at Tamils. You know at Tamils. You know at Tamils skills. <laughs> On the cross. Save yourself. <laughs> you are tired, so save yourself. No, 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 no. Get involved. The only type of sex I don't agree to is anal sex. It's demonic. It's very dangerous. I pray that your husbands will spare you from that. Pray. That you it's a spirit. And when it enters into them, you wonder. Ah, what? You don't like this one, you want the back. Why? And that is what he wants. You, you have to pray that it will not come into his head. And if your husband is doing that, you have to start praying that that thing will leave him. Because eh, you will start wearing pampers. Oh. You start wearing pampers. And it's not good. It, it can, you can get cancer. And not cancer. You know. It's not. It's not biblically right. Amen. I pray that you don't go and request for it. You there, I'm praying that you won't go there. But apart from that, oral sex and all that is allowed. Your body is not yours. Your body is for him. Whatever he wants to do to your body, lie there and let him enjoy. But Anna says, God punish people for Anna says. So you don't go there. Hallelujah. Do not let your husband feel like he is the one always needing sex. Sometimes when even you don't feel it. You see, oh, flow. Let him feel like you need it. It should come. So if you follow these three things, submitting to your husband, being a neat, a clean woman, be clean, have a sweet odor, your hair, your mouth, your body, everywhere. Be sweet. Have a good odor on you. Look smart. Have some wild dresses at home. Confuse him. That when I go and take my Bible, then my wife come and pass with something. <laughs> then no, I'll close the prayer room there. I'll be walking to the hall. No, then I enter the room. <laughs> Hallelujah. Enjoy your marriage. Tell somebody, enjoy your marriage. Because in heaven, we don't marry. <laughs> you see your husband, power, but you cannot marry. I end by saying, marriage is possible. There are many stresses that come with it. There are many misfortunes that can come. But through it all, God promises to sustain us if only we can continue to trust him. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap of praise. Let me take two or three questions, if possible. I'll try to answer. Most of the things I've shared are things I've read from the Bible things I've encountered during counseling, most of them outside, and things that I've experienced in my own marriage. 
and all that. So I can use a little knowledge to help somebody. You can ask your questions. If you have a question. No question. That means we have very, very good marriages in the church. Mm. Please be on your feet and let's pray. Let's pray. There's a lot of disagreement and chaos. As God, as the Proverbs 31 woman, when she opens her mouth to speak, wisdom proceeds. Ask God for wisdom to handle your husband. Ask God for wisdom to submit to his authority and his headship. Ask God to be the helper he sent into his life. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him. He will give it to us. There are mistakes we have done. But ask God for wisdom that you will not repeat them. Some words we have said to our husbands. Ask God for wisdom. Not to repeat them. Because a mistake repeated is intentional. Lord, strengthen our marriage vows. Help our husbands not to fall into temptations. Any woman taking away our husband, Lord, deal with the person. Can you join your hands together? Let's join our hands together and pray this prayer. That everybody's marriage will be guarded. Any woman that wants to take away your husband, God should deal with the person. Open your mouth and pray over your husbands. Kadosa, Libra Gadaba, Zabranda Laba, Ekada Laba Baba Shadalaba. Whatever joy that is missing, Kadalaba Baba, let it be restored. Let it be restored. Let it be restored. Leba Kadalaba Baba Baba, Kaduski Banda Laba Kayanda Laba Baba, Baba 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 Baba. Whatever is missing in the marriage that is taking away our joy, Lord, restore it. Makadalaba, Lekabalaba, Shandalaba, Lekatalaba. Whatever is deficient in my life that my husband needs, Lord, Lord, supply. Kadalo Shandalaba, Rabababa. We assess grace and oil. Rabenda Kasuta Kababa, Lababa Shekadadaba, Lantalaba Kandi. Pray for your in-laws. Pray that they will continue to love you. If you are having challenges with your in-laws, pray over them. Mention their names. Ask God for favor before them. In the name of Jesus. Lord, 
whereby if your husband has offended you in a way, you have not been able to tell him, but it's deep down in your heart. It's creating a well of bitterness and the root of bitterness. Pray that the Holy Spirit will take it away. Pray, forgive him. Pray the prayer of forgiveness. Let it be released out of your heart. Let every bitterness see your husband as your king again. See your husband as your sweetheart again. Let the love between you and your husband be renewed. Let it be refreshed. Whatever attempt by the enemy to quench your love, whatever attempt by the enemy to take away your joy, oh, Rabbashataka, we sabotage the plans of the enemy. We declare, begin to pray for your husband for long life. If you have children, pray over your children. By the corporate agreement and the corporate anointing in this house, Lord, we pray over our husbands for long life, Lord. Protect them on the road. Protect them in the car. Protect them at home, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we cancel lorry accidents. We cancel domestic accidents. We cancel calamities. We pray for our children out of our wombs. We declare right now, Lord, let your hand be upon them. Protect them from evil. In the name of Jesus, Lord, increase them mightily in wisdom and in stature. In the name of Jesus, protect them from killer diseases in the mighty name of Jesus. Give them a high IQ, Lord. Let them be the head and not the tail in their classrooms. In the mighty name of Jesus. Finally, pray and thank God for your marriage. Pray that it will not crush. Pray that it will not head to the court. In the name of Jesus, your husband will love you than never before. In the name of Jesus, thank God that your husband is coming home. His heart is coming home. His mind is coming home. He's going to love you and the family forever. In the name of Jesus, establish the fountain of love in your marriage. In the name of Jesus, just like Abigail, David loved her because of her wisdom. That you will be a counselor to your husband. You will be a counselor to your husband. You will give wise counsel when he needs you most to come in with your wisdom. You will deliver at the point of his need. In the name of Jesus, pray that you continue to submit yourself to him. Pray that you render your body to him whenever he needs you. You will love him. You will take care of him. And God will give you the strength to stand by him every time. To lie by him every time. Pray that that God, you yourself will not be tempted. That no man will be able to tempt you to lie with you apart from your husband. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. I thank you. I bless you for every marriage in this house. I pray your blessings. I pray your favor. I pray your hand upon every marriage. Anything that is being lacked in that marriage, Lord, supply it supernaturally. In the name of Jesus, let every marriage represented here own 
their own lands, own their own houses, have their own children, run their own businesses. In the mighty name of Jesus, let their joy be full. We care sicknesses and diseases out of our bodies, out of our wombs, out of our fallopian tubes, out of the prostate of our husbands. In the name of Jesus, we pray for strength for our husbands. We pray for grace for our husbands. Lord, bless the works of their hands. Lord, bless the works of their hands. Lord, bless the works of their hands. Lord, expand their courts. Expand their territories. Lord, bless them with money for the sake of the covenant. Lord, bless them with houses. Lord, bless them with cars. Lord, bless them with good health. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, any evil altar from our father's houses, from our mother's houses that rise up against marriages in our homes, we declare an exemption by the blood of Jesus. Our husbands will not die and leave us. In the name of Jesus, in our old ages, we will celebrate our birthdays with our husbands. In the name of Jesus, any evil sword that travels from our hometown to terminate the marriages of people, we declare a counter-attack by the power of the Holy Ghost. Our marriages are exempted in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over these marriages. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed with all great thanksgiving. And everyone here shall shout as jubilating, Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. God bless you. We shall meet another time. Let's invite our coordinator. Amen. Hallelujah. You can please take your seats.